Yeah, we back with a new episode. Was the Broad Street? You know that we best to show. Sammy Conway every single week, blowing up the net. It's a goddamn treat. Hey, Billy Sports Talk by the fans for the fans. Our producer Shane G is the goat man, talking everything that go on here in Philly. Got the intro from our homie Meek Millay, burning up the mics. Yeah, we don't cap. Now hear the wolves, listen up, it's a wrap. Hello everybody, hello Philadelphia, welcome back once again to yet another edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. As always, my name is Ryan Conway and joining me here is my illustrious co-host and wartime consigliere Sam Glavin and of course our producer Seamus G behind the glass making things happen for us behind the scenes. Boys, 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 it has been... A really brutal 24 hours or so after that Eagles lost to the Seahawks. Of course, we lost to the Seahawks. We always do. But the yeah. fashion in which we lost, so many bad things happened. I hate it. I mean, that's, that's the most bleak way I could put it. I mean, there's, no, there's really no other way to, um, to say it. I mean, we're obviously going to dive into the, uh, the nitty-gritty, but it's, I, I got a sour taste in my mouth right now, man. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt in my mind about that. It, it was just not a good game, start to finish. I no. knew after the first offensive possession the Eagles had that we were just going to get nothing done. And that's more or less what happened. Yeah. And I, so I am in, I'm currently in exam week right now. Uh, finals, the, that finals grind for, uh, for Dickinson College. Um, it's, it's a tough, Usually what I do when I'm doing homework on Sundays, right? And in this case on Monday, I, I, do, I do what I can before the Eagles game. And then I stop doing all my work to watch the Eagles game. Right. It's my break. It's my, it's my happy hour. And I, I was less happy watching that Eagles game than I would be if I was actually doing my homework and getting stuff done. That's tough. You never want that when it comes no. to football. And yet here we were thrust into that position Every single thing that happened in that game was more or less a negative. I mean, we'll talk about Carson in a little bit. Obviously, that's a conversation that we're going to have to have, but we're going to put it off a little bit because there were some other serious issues with that game, namely Doug Peterson. He has not figured it out. I mean, I keep telling I keep telling myself that he's like, yeah, like he's he's a Super Bowl winning coach. He was a coach of the year at some point, and then. Like we, he just hasn't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. And then today he said, uh, in, I think in an interview or something with Elliot Shore Parks, ESP, that, that guy that we love. Love him um, so much. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, <laughs> I, he said, he said, Doug Peterson said that he has always prided himself in his play calling abilities. But in this case, giving up the play calling would be, is, is on the table. It's on the table apparently right now. Should for, be. For it should be. Ha- it should have been weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I, saw, I saw a funny tweet, and it was, um, it was the quote tweet from uh, Elliot Shore Parks, and it was just a singular picture of Deuce Staley. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, because he'll probably actually start running the ball some more. Because that's just a million percent run the ball. Yeah. Deuce is the perfect guy to get in there. If we give him play calling duties and this team gets turned around, we know it isn't Doug. Yeah. And so we can fire Doug mm-hmm. and hire Deuce. And so we, I, we've always been worried about losing Deuce because he's a great coaching talent. And now, 
maybe if 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 he's actually getting uh, some play calling responsibility and the offense actually starts to be semi successful because it clearly isn't in its current form regardless of who's out there on the field it just doesn't work so i don't know i don't know how many carries miles sanders actually got but it was sing, it was it was six. single digit touches six carries eight touches Eight touches. That's right, because he, he he caught two of those ridiculous bubble screens that that never work. They're so dumb. Uh, yeah, I mean they they're 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 useful, but not on third and thirty one. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> third and thirty one, and we're running the bubble screen to Miles Sanders. Like that's that's great. That's that's a great way to boost that man's confidence. He's a he's a he's a running back one. He's a star. He's a star, yeah. and he's not star. getting touches. That's like not giving. Le'Veon Bell or Clyde Edwards Elayer, 10 touches. Yeah. It's, two, it's obviously two guys that are now in the Chiefs, but you know. Yeah. So well, the roles are different, but these are backs that need the ball in their hands because they make good uh, things happen. And people are like, oh, well, he didn't get a lot of yards. I'm like, yeah, on six carries, how are you going <laughs> to get into a rhythm on six carries? The running game is all about rhythm. You're not just going to yeah, do that every time. Yeah, and that's not six like consecutive carries. It's like, over it's, the course of the entire car- it's game. It's a carry here. Yeah, it's a carry here in the for- first quarter, a carry there at the end of the first quarter, a carry here in the second quarter, and then a carry here in the third. Like it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why we're not giving our stud running back uh, some room to run. And then I, I think we, I saw Boston Scott in there more often than I saw Miles Sanders. <laughs> I saw, I saw. Plus, the Scott running the ball more. I was, wow, what's going on? <laughs> we, we threw the ball too much last night in general. Oh, oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know that, that I'm not like trying to, like, we solved the case. We've cracked the code. No. But it just we throw the ball too much. It's, and when you have a quarterback that is what appears to be as talent deficient as Carson Wentz right now, like, I understand his job is really hard because of all of the inconsistency around him you know, the lack of chemistry with personnel because everyone's in and out of the lineup all the time. I understand that's difficult, but still there's just so many yeah. issues. And Carson oh, yeah. is definitely one of them as well. Mm-hmm. Let's we talk about, about the defense. Oh, no. No, we're going to talk about the defense first, and then, I'll, and then I'll casually bring up Carson Wentz as, as we like to do. The defense yesterday was fine. I mean, they did put up 27 points. I wasn't totally unhappy with the defense. We contained the running game, which was huge, which is what we usually do. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't like our our line, our defensive line is fantastic as always. I mean, you have Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson and Brandon Graham and stuff. So like, I mean, it's we're never gonna be like we're we're always gonna be fine against the run. What I was most impressed with was containing Russell Wilson. Yeah. Containing Russell Wilson was the key to the game. We did that. We didn't let him use his legs all that much. Now, he beat us with his arm. He beat us pretty good with his arm. And now I would like to shift it over to big play Slay. Yeah, tough night for big play Slay. But he didn't play horrible. Not at all. No, we were talking. I know. We were talking about this before the show. And big play Slay, Darius Slay Jr., played a great game. There There was no point on DK Metcalf where I saw, like, oh, that was bad coverage. No point. And he still managed to drop 170 on his head. Most anyone's done all year by a substantial margin as well. Oh yeah, so, oh, it, he was. It was over. He was over. He was at his career high at like 140 yards or something. That was in like the third quarter. I was like, great, great, <laughs> brilliant, amazing. It was yeah. just DK Metcalf is a freak athlete, and Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback. 
And so <laughs> he's putting balls in tight spaces. Very tight spaces. Pun. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like he's, he's, he's throwing balls over the back shoulder that Darius can't see. Like he's playing perfect coverage. He has seated no ground. DK Metcalf might be an inch ahead of him and have his mm-hmm. head turned to be able to see. And he's taller, obviously. Yeah. So, uh, Darius Slay, there was not a single point where there was a busted coverage or a bad play on his part. As mm-hmm. you said, totally got shredded. And if you want to go with, okay, by the numbers, he had a, quote, bad game. He's allowed to have a bad game once a year or twice a year. This is like his first, quote, bad game, even though we're saying it's not a bad game. Not even a bad game, yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, it's not a bad game. But if, you, if someone just looks at the numbers, oh, he just got 170 yards dropped on his fucking noggin. <laughs> um, then like, then I would, I'd be like, that's fine because he's been playing well all year and we haven't had an issue with him until tonight, even yeah. though we didn't. <laughs> the defense was solid. It's the modern NFL. Giving up three mm-hmm. touchdowns and two field goals, no shame in that especially when your offense is three and out like 75% of the time. Can't get a first down. Took Carson Wentz a quarter to get – like an entire quarter to get one completion, and I don't even think he got it. So yeah, the, it was, the it was defense brutal. did their best. They were the they played on an elite level. Alex Singleton was genuinely impressive. I've loved what I've seen out of him so far. He is a hustler. Mm-hmm. He's great. He is everywhere. I, I see him I see him like in the backfield sometimes, like and he makes a tackle on like a like a post run or something. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell is he doing all the way back there? Yeah. Just because he ran there. He just yeah. ran, just ran and made the tackle. I was like, huh. A competent linebacker. He's when was really the last good. time we have seen a competent linebacker in the only Eagles in the Eagles in the game is because Gary got hurt at one point. So then he played and then So the personnel decisions were baffling. This was one that was literally forced on the coaching staff. Like, all right, you have yeah. to play him because everyone else is hurt. Just play him. And he's, like, our best linebacker. Big I would say. I, I would say he's our best he linebacker. He looks great. We he had two great. big goal line stands, fourth and goal. Mm-hmm. Huge. Kept us in the game. Game-saving stuff. Another yeah. fourth down stop later in the game. It's just the offense was totally deficient. Well, and speaking of those, I think Derek Barnett played a role in both of those fourth well, down stops. He is becoming – what we hoped he would become. It took him long enough. <laughs> it took him long enough. Cause you know what? And I'm happy for him. He's been playing pretty well. It's, it's, it's hard to play up to the standards of a Brandon Graham or a, uh, a Fletcher Cox on that defensive line. I mean, cause we're expecting them to be as good as, as those guys uh, when, when we first drafted him, because when we first drafted him, right. He, we drafted him out of Tennessee, right. Who's the other guy that we drafted out of Tennessee, Reggie White. So, like, Reggie White, he, he broke – I'm pretty sure he broke Reggie White's record for uh, tackles or sacks or something at Tennessee. Yeah, sacks at Tennessee, and yeah. It was sacks at Tennessee, and we were like, oh, shit, we're getting another Reggie White. And we expected that to happen within, like, two years when he was drafted, which I guess – I don't know. We're just Eagles fans. That's, yeah. That's, that's the I thing. mean, he was a late so, first-round pick. I'm glad. He was a late first-round pick. That's what he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Or maybe not but actually – Mid first round, he was like mid first round. I'm wrong. He was mid. Yeah, yeah he was probably like mid first round pick. It was a good pick. It was a good pick. Great pick. What? Yeah. Here's what I've noticed with Derek is that he looks just he physically a looks more like a man. He looks yeah. more like he can physically handle the speed and the physicality of the league. And number mm-hmm. two, he plays more like a man now. He's not getting those dumb penalties. You still see it every once in a while, 
but right. you know, cause he plays at full speed all the time. You're gonna, yeah. you're, you're gonna hit someone a little late. That'll happen. That's football. It was with the, it was against the Browns. He kept getting drawn offside with that mm-hmm. hard count. With, yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield. I was like, who is this guy? Aaron Rodgers? Like what the hell? Mm-hmm. So he, he can get in his head a little bit, but he is a more consistent player and I've seen steady improvement from him, albeit incremental. Yeah. Since we drafted him. So that's a yeah. solid, that's a solid pick. Derek Barnett, but, but it was the pick. So that's that's the thing. Like it was the pick that they had to make. It wasn't the pick. It wasn't the Howie Roseman pick where everybody's smarter. Like Howie is smarter than everybody else. It was just the right pick. And they're like, all right, I guess we can't really do anything fancy here. So let's just go with this guy that broke Reggie White's sack record out of Tennessee. I guess that's fine. Mm-hmm. And look what it now, now. Look what it now. Look what's happening. He's actually playing like a freaking football player. Yeah, which is fantastic. I love uh, that's one of my favorite things about him, you know. It was a and you're totally right. That was not a Howie Roseman, I'm smarter than everybody pick. And that's one of the things that gets me so upset about this team is is Howie Roseman and the way that he drafts. Oh, so we're gonna talk about the uh JJ Arcega Whiteside and DK Metcalf thing. We are. We okay. are all right. We are. See, Just wanted to make segue. sure you were ready. It was a smooth segue though. It yeah, was that was good. Segue. So let so let's get down to the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. of this uh DK Metcalf and JJ Arcega Whiteside business. JJ Arcega Whiteside, I think, if uh, off the top of my head, he has 214 receiving yards in his career. J- or DK Metcalf has had almost that in a singular game. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. just a problem. I mean, everyone, I, and that wouldn't have been like a. Oh, I'm well. The pick that was actually JJ Arcega Whiteside was a Howie Roseman. I'm smarter than everybody else. Pick. Oh yes, the smart. The smart pick was like he. It wasn't like DK Metcalf was a diamond in the rough that the Seahawks just got lucky on. Everybody saw that this guy was a freak at the combine. Like DK Metcalf really only emerged at the combine. Yeah, and I mean, to yeah. anyone that doesn't watch the SEC, right, right, that's mm-hmm. right. Wait, wait, who, where did he play? Texas Tech? He played at uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, okay. Yeah. Ole Miss. So, like, and, bad program in a big conference. Yes, yes. So, not everybody would know that he was, mm-hmm. he was really good at Ole Miss, like myself. I didn't really know who he was because I don't watch Ole Miss football. Um, so, it, it wasn't totally like he was a diamond in the rough kind of guy where they just got lucky and now he's their star receiver. That was the safe pick was DK Metcalf and we decided cool, yeah. to go with a guy from Stanford in a, in a lesser, in a lesser conference, might I add the freaking PAC 12. What is it with Philadelphia sports teams drafting in the freaking PAC 12, man? I don't I know. I don't know. It makes no sense. So someone I follow on Twitter, I believe it was Victor Williams. He's uh he's like an Eagles reporter, radio mm-hmm. personality, podcast guy. Very funny. Good follow. He retweeted something. It was a, it was a tweet. The Eagles tweeted when JJ got drafted, it was a highlight tape of his from his last year at Stanford. He was like, oh, wow, this J.J. kid can ball. And he goes, wow, this guy's yeah. going to be a really great pick for us. But he just – he quote tweeted that just now, yeah. the day after the game. I saw, I, I saw that same one. It was like the Eagles – the tape doesn't lie, I think is what they said. This <laughs> kid can ball. Yeah. And I was like, freaking great. It was a game against like Oregon State or something like that. They were – playing some schmucks from the Pac-12. So, so I saw that, and I went into that tweet, not the quote mm-hmm. tweet, but the original video, and I quote tweeted it saying, all my homies hate the Pac-12. 
nice. which is true. All of my homies do hate the Pac-12, and it's, all, uh, it's only gotten one like. But that like was from the Cuzzo Trivia app run by Anthony Gargano. So nice. either Gargano or one of his minions liked my tweet. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanConway76. Uh, <laughs> Ryan six feet apart, or Ryan Con parentheses six feet apart way. No, Something just like six that. feet away. You see. Six feet away, right? Because the way is at the end. Yeah, I fucked it up, but it's yeah. that's yeah. I got a good name for puns. I got a good name. For yeah, puns. you do. You got you got the knack for you got the knack for the puns. I do um, what I can. But yeah, anyways, fuck Howie Roseman. Is yeah, it's really so the point we're trying to make here? He is a begs, ass. <laughs> it begs the question. It begs the question. Are we ready to say goodbye to Howie Roseman? Uh, yo, my God, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, we drafted done? one offensive Pro Bowler since 2013, and that guy was Carson Wentz. So it doesn't count. Oh, okay. I, was <laughs> I, I figured it was Carson Wentz, but <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It might, that might be not true because Miles Sanders just doesn't get the ball enough. He should be a pro bowler, but he just doesn't get carries and he can't run. Can't run. Can't run with the ball if you don't get the ball. Mm-hmm. It's hard to it's, it's hard to be a pro bowler if you don't play. Yeah, big time. So makes no damn sense. And so I, we look at Howie Roseman. We look at his drafting acumen, and we talk about at least I. I know I talk about it a lot, like, oh, this front office has gotten worse at drafting since Joe Douglas left. But even when mm-hmm. Joe Douglas was here, it wasn't particularly good at drafting because he didn't leave in 2013. He left, like, a no. couple years ago, like a year yeah. after the Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. So there's ineptitude in the front office anyway. It wasn't like, oh, Joe left and, and, and now we're fucked. But now it's so bad. Now it's yeah. so outrageous with the J.J. pick and now – some people are saying the Rager pick because you look at Rager not getting separation on the outside, really wow. struggling to do. I, I'm sure that has more to do with play calling, but people say, oh, we could have had DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. instead of JJR, JJR Thega Whiteside and mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Rager. And while I think even if we had those guys, it wouldn't help. It, yeah, but still, it's something to think about. I think the Jalen Justin comparison is a little wishy washy considering injuries and considering how bad the team is. But still, yeah. I agree. I mean, just Justin Jefferson. I mean, you guys all saw the uh, the reactionary um, Instagram live thing from from your boys. Um, they took Rager. Yeah, that was that was me. And then. Uh, <laughs> Because I just I thought it was just the easy pick to go with Justin Jefferson. Clearly, Howie Roseman had other things in mind, much like the second round. He had other things in mind. We can talk about that next if you want. But uh, the <laughs> we will, <laughs> yeah, we will. But I, I it was interesting that you brought up Joe Douglas because I was going to bring up a similar point in in reference to uh, to Doug Peterson Please. in in Frank Reich. What happened to the play calling when um, when Frank Reich left to coach the Colts? Who, by the way, he has turned that franchise 180 degrees with Philip Rivers. Are, with Philip Rivers, yeah, they are playing phenomenally. I mean, they just lost. I think they lost to they lost this weekend to somebody. I can't remember who, but um, the one of the guys that, that I do my uh, 
my other RDSN podcast with through Dickinson is uh, a big Colts fan. And he's like, yeah, man, I love Frank Reich. Like, thanks guy. Like, thanks. Thanks Glavin. I was like, yeah, you know what? Screw you. Never met a, <laughs> never met a Colts fan in my life. Can confidently yeah. say that. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, I mean, I don't not like the Colts. I don't want to talk I about I have the no Colts. feelings I, for the Colts. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the Colts anymore, but Frank Reich is doing some big things over there for sure. And it's, that's an example of, Oh, the guy leaves and everything goes to shit. Mm-hmm. The front office yeah. was semi fucked and then Joe left and then everything was fucked. Our coaching situation was perfect. And then Frank and flip left the quarterback coach. They both left and now we're in the shitter and Carson has regressed. Yeah. I don't want to back up quarterback teaching my starting quarterback, how to play quarterback in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like I don't want Doug Peterson to be the main guy. <laughs> Cause like no offense. Yeah, he's yeah. got Super Bowl rings as a coach and as a player, but I don't want a backup quarterback teaching a starting quarterback how to play quarterback. If that I think – oh, it makes total <laughs> sense. I'm just uh, – yeah, I, I, I am uh, trying to hang on to that thread of, uh, oh, he comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree. I'm hanging on to that one by like a, a singular thread or branch tree, whatever the, however that phrase goes. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a big believer in the uh, in the coaching trees, but it doesn't seem to be working out right now because I'm pretty pissed off at Doug Peterson. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not it's just not a good situation right now with Dougie P. I'm yeah. really starting to hate him. I'm really starting to hate him a little bit, big time. So, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Oh my God, we're gonna talk about that now. Um. I don't – I'm hesitant because Carson Wentz is playing so bad, and I love Carson Wentz with all my heart, and I've been getting fleeced all day by my friends um, who know who full well know that I'm a big Carson Wentz guy, and I'll defend that guy till the day I die, and I will continue to defend him later in the show. Um, but is it really time for Jalen Hurts to, to, to start a game? I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? You're right. Cares? You're right. Who cares? Who cares sure. Yeah. It's fucked. It, everything's fucked. It's totally fakakta. This roster is foobar. Everything is just over. It's over. The season's done. Pack it yeah. the fuck up. I don't care. Like, if, if you don't want Carson to get hurt, sure, go throw Jalen Hurts out there and ruin him. See how quickly you can ruin your second round pick. <laughs> Throwing it behind that shambol- shambolic offensive line. The 10th offensive line combination in 11 games. Like, that's a fucking say, are joke. Are we in week 10? <laughs> it's a fucking joke. Yeah, dude. It, it just sucks because I don't even want to go to the playoffs anymore. No. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be the team out of the NFC East that goes to the playoffs with a losing record. I actually <laughs> think I'd be fine with that because it means fuck the rest of the NFC East, but then I'd have to watch that playoff game. I don't want to. It's the same with the Phillies. When they were getting uh, – Of course, it all, it all comes full circle in Philadelphia, man. It always does. <laughs> it's the, it always it's does. Like we didn't want the Phillies to recover from that losing streak and make the playoffs because we're like, then we just have to watch them get fucked on by the Dodgers. Yep. And that's what would happen. Like, the, the mm-hmm. Eagles would go, oh, wait, no, wait, we'd have a home playoff game. 
we would have a yeah, we a would have a home playoff, playoff game. game. So uh, we would have a home we'd playoff. Host, game. We'd host someone, and then if we win that, how, we'd how does go that on work? The road to like Lambo. Yeah. Or what's the top team in the NFC right now? I don't even and, know. And you know. And you know we'd be convincing ourselves that there's a way that they could fucking win those games too. Here's the thing: it's the like, playoffs. So oh, it's play- true. It's the playoffs. <laughs> you go to the playoffs, all bets are off. Yeah, yeah. All bets are off. Yeah. Once you're in the playoffs, dude. I thought the Eagles last year could win the Super Bowl. I was like, all right, all right, we could do it. We could theoretically, if we beat the Seahawks, we're gonna win the Super Bowl. We didn't beat the Seahawks. Obviously, we didn't beat the Seahawks. I totally agree with you. We'd totally be convincing ourselves that there'd be some way we could win these playoff games one by one. Say, all right, first we got a home playoff game, and you know anything can happen at home, and we got the home field advantage, and we'll be we'll be the favorites there. And then uh, we'll go to the top team in the NFC, which I think is um, the Packers at Lambeau. I'm like, okay, they they they're all they're always like usually pretty good, but I, they're, they 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 don't look as good. I don't know what it is. They don't look like the Packers that I've seen in the past. Yeah, and then we go like, and then we just keep going on and on until we get to the Super Bowl. They have, <laughs> they have weaknesses. They have weaknesses. That we yeah, just, we lose thirty six to six at Lambeau. It's like twenty degrees out. <laughs> they do ten Lambeau leaps in total. Dude, I will points. like if if the Eagles make the playoffs, you will catch me. Call I will. I'm predicting. That I will predict an Eagles win at Lambeau if we get that far. Regardless yeah. of the situation, I'll be like, we can win. We can pull it together. We can win that game. Yep. But we won't, and we can't, because we won't make the playoffs, because this team is terrible. It was the same damn thing with the Seahawks game last year that Seamus and I went to. We're, I, was, I was jacked up. We had never beaten, like, the Seahawks before that in a, in a playoff game or something, or even in, like, the regular season. Like, this is, this is it. Like, they, I kept thinking of, like, Herb Brooks. They they might we can play them ten times they might win nine, and um, but not this time, not tonight. And I was like, yeah, we're fucking beating the Seahawks tonight, baby. <laughs> nope, Carson Wentz gets hurt on play two. <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Why do we play Why them we, so what? fucking much? I don't know. <laughs> it's because no, it's because the NFL loves Russell Wilson and they know that he puts up career numbers every time he plays the Eagles. But not this time. Not this time. Not tonight. Dude, we almost had a seventeen a third consecutive seventeen to nine loss as well. The numbers are always interesting when it comes to the birds, let me tell you. Oh, no doubt. The numbers and I'm not a numbers guy, as you guys know. I've got a couple of numbers for you. What? You want to hear some numbers? I sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna say some numbers to you and I want you okay. to tell me what player I'm talking about. Okay. 23% of his passes are off target, leading the league. <laughs> yeah, that must be our Interceptions, leading the league. Uh-huh. Hit over 100 times so far this season. 111. 111, as tweeted by Trey Thomas. Trey Thomas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, that's interesting because he's number 11. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And how many sacks? <laughs> I think you can fill in the blanks. Who we're talking uh, about? 46. 46 sacks so far? Is that Something it? Something like that. And I think it's like, 46. Oh. And then he's got like another like nine. He's fumbled like nine times or something. <laughs> yeah. Leads the league in turnovers. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Wolves of Broad Street, we are talking about Carson Wentz. 
we're gonna talk about it yeah but right before we do we're gonna bring you the doghouse brought to you by wide plank floor supply visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com get a recommendation for a contractor get a quote check out these wide planks ladies and gentlemen get them in your home or office today wide plank floor supply if it's wide they've got it sam i'm gonna keep talking and i'm gonna go first (laughs) in the doghouse Okay. This is my biggest doghouse contribution ever. This is the most amount of people ever put in the doghouse before. Um, we're going wow. all the way from Jeffrey Lurie to Press Taylor to the quarantine, quarantine protocol supervisor on the Eagles. <laughs> Everyone involved in the Philadelphia Eagles organization is going in the doghouse for me. Carson Wentz, Jalen Rager, even Jason Kelsey. I don't fucking care. They're all wow. going in the doghouse for me this week. See if you can top that, Sam. Well, well, Ryan, I um, I do believe I can top that because this is a uh, this is a very different doghouse, as we say every week. Um, I'm putting my father in the doghouse this week. Shut up. Yeah, dude. I'm putting Big Joe Glavin in the doghouse this week for saying that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Yeah, those are actual things that my dad said. So let's do a little let's 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 run it back to 2017 real, mm-hmm. real quick. 2017, my dad goes to the Eagles home opener against the Browns with my brother Zachary and I couldn't go because I had a baseball game or something and I was pissed. Um because we knew Carson Wentz was going to start and um we were all excited, obviously. This is our second pick overall. And they go and I get back and um they get back at the same time I'm coming back from my game. They get back from the game and he goes, dude, that Carson Wentz kid, he's the real deal. And I was like, yes, he's got the big Joe stamp of approval. I was excited. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in on Carson Wentz. Give me that number 11 Jersey for Christmas this year. And then, um, and he signs the, he signs the contract. Um, I think a couple years later, obviously after the Super Bowl, I mean, we won a Super Bowl on the back of Carson Wentz, even though he didn't get to um, finish finish the year. Um, and then he gets that contract a year a year or two later, and my dad's like, "Oh, that's that's great. We just locked in our guy. You know, give him all the give him all the money. He's 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 the real deal." Then we're we're talking at dinner last night, and he goes, "Yeah, I I would rather have Dak Prescott as as my quarterback." I'm like, "Dad." what are you saying? He's like, yeah, Carson Wentz sucks. And and then he proceeds to say, yeah, we never should have gave him that deal. And I was like, dad, you were rejoicing when you, when he got that deal. He's like, yeah, perks of being a season ticket holder. I get to be the Monday morning quarterback. And I was like, you know what? I'm not having this conversation with I you guess, anymore. Like, I guess that's fair. Whatever, dude. I, I don't want, I, I just I can't don't... believe that my dad said that. Oh, He's going awful. right now. Yeah. As soon as soon as he said that, I was like, all right, we're having, we're pausing this conversation. I'm writing this down in the note sheet. You're going in the doghouse, dad. And he's like, what, for what? And I was like, because you're, you're a fake fan. And then he got pissed and then we didn't talk the rest of dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, big Joe, Mr. Glavin, <laughs> I guess I should address you as. <laughs> Mr. Glavin, welcome to the doghouse. We hope you enjoy your stay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the doghouse brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
Brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. Visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com. You know how to spell it, but I sure don't. Wide Plank Floor Supply, if it's wide, they've got it. They've got it. They've got it. They've got it. Oh, that was fun. I can't believe we still have to talk about the Eagles, man, after that. We have to talk about Carson Wentz now. I put the doghouse in to delay it even further. I am the procrastination king. I was totally for that move there. And now, <laughs> you like that? And, now the, and, and now the due date is, is here and we have to talk about Carson Wentz. So as I mentioned before, um, I've been getting absolutely railed by just all of my friends. I got several, several uh, individual texts um, in my, on my phone today from, from Giants fans, from Patriots fans. And I was like, first of all, I don't want to hear from you Patriots fans because you guys suck right now. Um, yeah, but and I and now I have to defend my boy Carson Wentz to these to these haters, um, which is tough to do. I'm not gonna lie; it's really hard to do. But you have to defend him to me right now, because that's what this conversation is about to be. If you're, if, are you out on Carson Wentz? I'm not out, but I have questions, and I'm gonna need you to answer them for me. <laughs> okay, well let's see. Let's see what I can do about that. Let's right. let's see what I can muster up. So. Is Carson Wentz good? <laughs> Is he I good? think, yeah, I think he's good. I think he's simply having a bad year. He's just one, and I, and all of these are going to sound like excuses, but I'm defending the guy, so they're all excuses. Hey, there are, there are, in my opinion, there's a difference between an excuse and a reason. And if you can give me valid reasons why things yeah. are happening, then I can. Okay, so. My number one reason as to why Carson Wentz is playing so poorly this year is one, because he's a vegan. And <laughs> he is? Yeah, you didn't see that thing? What the fuck? Yeah, he changed his whole diet like this he's year for some vegan? reason. You know who? Yeah, the he last went person off- in Philly that went vegan? Jaleel Okafor. Look how that fucking turned out. <laughs> that's not that's obviously not my number one reason i just wanted to see if you knew that i had yeah. no clue that it no it that's was, it um, no that's it end it was <laughs> end of the show that's it he's vegan Crack yeah. the code. which he's pisses me vegan. off well that, that it pisses me off because he's such an avid hunter i mean like and doing, as man? i don't know man he I hunt mean, grass <laughs> <laughs> crawls around and pulls it that's out that's what the- i was doing that's what I was doing this weekend. I didn't see a blessed thing for opening day of rifle season. I was just looking at trees. Dude, we got to go hunting together. Yeah, take me I, out. I mean, if you – sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that a double stand would hold our weight. I think they only hold like 400 pounds. How much do you weigh? I'm like 200. Dude, I'm down to 205. I know well, you – There you go. I know I don't look it right now, but uh... – <laughs> Let's get back to Carson Wentz. My real, my real number one reason for uh, Carson Wentz not, not playing well this year is because of Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is not putting Carson Wentz in a position to succeed in the slightest because we've known for the entirety of Carson Wentz's career that he is an average pocket passer, if that. Ask me how many times he rolled out of the pocket in, um, on a designed play last game. Ask me how many times. So, Sam, how many times on a design play did Carson Wentz exit the pocket last night? It was twice. Twice? Twice in the entire game. Twice. Dude, 
we all every every highlight reel you see of Carson Wentz is him rolling out of the pocket, moving his feet, and making plays. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson is not playing to his quarterback strengths right now, which makes zero sense. Another reason Doug Peterson is not letting him play to his strengths is because he's throwing the ball seventy percent of the time. No quarterback is going to put up great numbers if they're throwing seventy percent of the time, unless your name is like Joe Montana or Tom Brady or some shit. Mm-hmm. We've all recognized that Carson Wentz is not the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. We all know that Carson Wentz was our guy when he was rolling out of the pocket and when he was throwing the ball maybe 50, 55, 60% of the time. He's not giving, Doug Peterson is not giving the ball to Miles Sanders, which is putting more pressure on Carson Wentz and putting more pressure on Carson Wentz for, like, he's, he's trying to put up 20 points a play right now because he feels like he's got to do everything. That's my number one reason as to why Carson Wentz is struggling so much right now is because we keep giving him the ball to struggle more. Well, I, I will say this. Yes, he's in a difficult situation right now. But there are some plays, like his interception last night, that I – like whose fault is that? Obviously, there was some miscommunication on the route. We can't assign blame on who was wrong. But just bad passes. Like 23% off target, like that doesn't ju- – a quarter of your passes are, are, are completely uncatchable. That's a so, serious issue. Yeah, So, but here, here, here – let me say something about that. So Dallas Goddard ran the completely wrong route. That was, a, that was a timed throw that they practice in practice. It looked like they had maybe run it once in practice, but it is a, it is a designed play that they um, – it's a, it's, a, it's a timing throw. So Carson Wentz has to throw to a spot, and he's got to trust that Dallas Goddard is going to be there. Dallas Goddard ran the other direction for some reason, and he came out today and said, yeah, I was trying a little too much on that, on that play. Uh, and that's uh, that's my fault. Dallas Goddard said that today, so yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not putting that interception on Carson Wentz. Although the argument could be made, he has got to read that, I guess, in in the moment. But that's just so hard to do. I mean, there's a handful yeah. of quarterbacks that can do that. So I I've I've had this argument for I've been having this argument with a buddy of mine who's a Patriots fan for the past six hours. Same play. Yeah, and he's telling me that oh, if he was a good quarterback, he would have re- he would have read that quote, read that he was running the wrong route. I'm like, dude, that's the whole purpose of a timing route is that you have to just yeah. trust that your guys got to be there. Miscommunication like that happens all the time. The whole okay, so that that makes yeah. me feel better. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That makes me feel better about yeah. that particular play. But there are situations where, as your buddy said, I guess, although he said it wrongly. There yes. are situations that Carson needs to read the field better. I saw some some screen grabs of open looks that Carson had on his side of the field because he struggles. He struggles to throw to the left side of the field. His mechanics are wonky, and it causes the ball to drift right. That's why whenever he's thrown to the left, the ball's always behind his receiver. It's it's been that way forever. But you know he yeah. There was a point he completed more than he you know than he missed. But now everything's gone to shit. But he had open looks. As he's rolling out to the right, 
granted, maybe not on a designed play, but that's a read you got to make where you can hit a man for a first down, and he either took a sack or just chucked it downfield into double coverage out of bounds. Like, it just wasn't worth it. There are situations yeah. where I understand you're running for your life, but there's a dude standing right in front of you, and you're making $30 million mm-hmm. a year. And I thought, I thought he did that better last night where there was a guy that he could dump it off to. I mean, there was all there, there seemed, there seemed uh, that there were a couple plays where he was kind of scrambling around and then he like saw the running back, whether it was Miles Sanders or Boston Scott uh, and just kind of did one of those little flicks. So, I mean, I saw that a little more than I have in the past, which I guess is a step in the right direction, but. Yeah. I've never seen a quarterback make worse throws with a clean pocket. But Carson Wentz manages to do it. That one ball yeah. that Dallas Goddard admittedly was a pass interference because the ball only because the ball was underthrown. Like you 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 had yeah. it open for a touchdown. There was separation there and you completely threw it five yards short and it was a bad ball. And a totally clean pocket. Yeah. He wasn't even remotely pressured. And it's yeah. just a bad throw. He overthrew and, and then he overthrew the next and then one. he overthrew, I think, a couple guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he overthrew it. He overthrew the uh, the yeah the one to the corner. I forget who the receiver was, but mm-hmm. might have been R- Richard Rogers. I love Richard Rogers. Dick Rod, <laughs> the man. Dick Dick Rod. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I mean, I honestly, I will, I will defend Carson Wentz to the grave. There are definitely some things he's got to figure out. No doubt about it. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got to learn how to throw the ball away. Still, week eleven, year five, still can't throw the ball away which is fantastic. Um, and on, but honestly, dude, like Doug Peterson, I just feel like Doug Peterson set his game plan for the season at the beginning of the season when there were no injuries. And when we had like the, 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 the track team wide receiving yeah. core, and we don't have that anymore in case anybody realized we don't have the track team anymore. And we're still, we're still expecting Carson Wentz to throw it downfield and to get like to get these big ass plays for the go routes mm-hmm. right we're expecting them to get separation for Carson Wentz to throw a good ball and we're just not we're just not getting it so mm-hmm. I mean it all comes back to Doug Peterson for me it does dude Doug Peterson is the main issue which is the plays that he's calling and I highly recommend to you and anyone else who's listening Check out Brett Coleman. He has this series on YouTube called The Film Room. And he just broke down Carson Wentz's struggles this year. Dropped the video yesterday before the game. And I'm sure and, – and, and, and he was tweeting about it the whole time. It's called What Wentz Wrong, which I thought was pretty good. But <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But yeah, You're, you're a man for the pun. Yeah. yeah, dude. I'm. He's a man after my own heart. I'm trying to get him to come on. <laughs> I've been spamming his Twitter. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's a very, he's a very bright guy. knows football, knows X's and O's, and he's he last night he tweeted, "I'm I think I'm starting uh, to hate Doug Peterson because of just his yeah. bad, not only just like the plays he's calling being predictable, but also just it's the wrong play for that situation. Like we'll have a third and long. And oh, you receivers go. Oh, deep. You mean like a yeah? Like what are you doing running two receivers deep when it's third and long? No one's playing the run." Yeah. Yeah. So Doug Well, Doug, it's also a uh it's the uh it's the old bubble screen on uh third and thirty one too. What you the know? fuck it's, are it's our screens? Good, right? 
Why can we not run a successful screen? When I play Madden, I get like 20 yards a screen. And I suck at Madden. So what is it about us that makes our screen so easy to defend? I don't know. I don't understand it. I've never seen a team run screens this poorly. I, 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 I have no answer. Want to know the last team I saw run screens that poorly? The Eagles. 2015 Eagles. Yeah. It's final year in Philadelphia. Only other mm-hmm. team I can remember running screens that poorly. Running plays so poorly uh, attuned to the situation. Making no sense in the actual context of the football game where they're being called. That's yeah. Doug is becoming stale. He's becoming predictable. And he's starting to piss me off a little bit. He's mm-hmm. like, it starts with me. I'm like, yeah, we know. That's why we're mad at you. Like, yeah. Do not. I know we talked. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know we talked about this on the uh, on the previous episode. If you haven't checked that one out, make sure you do because it's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Angelo Cataldi interviews Doug Peterson every Monday morning or or whatever it is the day after the game, and um, this the the week after the Browns he um he the lead in to the interview was um what what it was a poll it was a twitter poll it was who 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 do you think is most at fault for this eagle season carson wentz or doug peterson and 60% of um the people who voted said doug peterson and then he said ladies and gentlemen the head coach of the philadelphia eagles doug peterson that was the lead in was that was so fucked up that pissed me off a little bit like i was like guys yeah. you can't do that to your boy it was I'm pissed off, Angelo. Hey, man. Hey, yeah, I can hang up. I'm pissed off, Angelo. Yeah. I'm fulfilling my yeah, obligation. I, I fulfilled my obligation. Yeah. yeah, get fucked, Angelo. Yeah. I hate Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, I, don't, I don't love him. I just thought that was. The 97 funny. Five I, morning it, show is better. It's, it was entertaining. Cast the characters. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a 94 WIP guy through and through, man. Why, I don't can't, know. why can't we pick the time, you know, time slots? Like, I feel like the midday show, you know, we can talk about this off the air. We can talk about yeah. it. There's <laughs> apparently some Radio Wars beef brewing in Philadelphia. I don't know what about. I saw Kevin Kincaid tweet about it. Uh, they're always beefing, dude. I know they're always beefing, but there's something like a, there's, there's a new beef. The other station, dude. Yeah, over it's at the, the other, other station. station. Uh, over at the – I don't know yeah. what they're doing over at the other station, but, yeah. Damn. We're it's approaching – Almost an hour of bitching about the Eagles. So now it's time for us to offer solutions. Wow. Who do we fire? Who we got to fire? Who do we um, fire? I would like to fire Howie Roseman. Yes. I, I want to fire Howie Roseman. I'm really hesitant to fire Doug Peterson. Um, while I know he has been declining in years, like since the Super Bowl, just a steady decline. Howie Roseman has been the one that has pretty much always been on the hot seat other than 2017, mm-hmm. other than that year. So I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to bring in some new, some fresh eyes in terms of the front office. I think fresh eyes do just wonders for football teams or just teams in general. Look at yeah. the freaking Sixers, right? The Sixers. Oh, my God. I love the Sixers. Oh, I love the Sixers. Go Sixers. <laughs> Go Sixers. <laughs> um, yeah, I think fresh eyes would just be great for, for the Eagles. I mean, 
we are coming off of I know it only seems like I don't know 50 years ago since we won the Super Bowl in 2017 um but we are coming off of the Super Bowl high it's time it's time for a new regime I believe wow so it's um I think it is time to to uh, let let Howard Roseman go yeah no I think that's a re- that's reasonable that's reasonable I think just I want him to just be the numbers nerd because he is great at just pushing the cap off. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, there was a point people were like, oh, Howie Roseman is the best GM in the NFL. He's one of the best GMs. And I do believe in terms of managing a team and managing the contract situations, he's very good. He's very good. Mm -hmm. But, But when it comes to actually picking these players and deciding who to extend and who not to extend, et cetera, et cetera, Howie can't do that job alone. And whoever we've got in the front office right now is bad. So I think we yeah, need to put Howie in like an Elton Brand situation. Yep. I mean, and we say it every week. Around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you've said yeah. this. You've done, and have someone be like the actual guy. Mm-hmm. And still have Howie around to do the numbers and, and be a bitch. I, I, I want Press Taylor gone. I want yeah. Press Taylor gone. I've been a fan of okay. him. But um, as passing game coordinator, that's arguably the worst part of our team, and you're the coordinator of it, so get fucked. Get shit canned. I don't need you on the team. Because I feel yeah. like the football gods need a sacrifice. Like, I feel like we have yeah. to offer up a sacrificial lamb, and if we cut Carson, that's too much dead money. So I think we got to fire Press Taylor. <laughs> The next step down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire press. No, there's definitely some, uh, definitely some bad juju going on right now. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, um, in what's, what's that called? Not juju. Karma. Nope. What goes Can't around comes blank. around. Can't believe I'm blanking on the word right now. Voodoo. Voodoo. Superstitious. I'm very superstitious. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for the, uh, yeah, I was looking for that. So yeah, I, de- I definitely think there's some bad juju going on. I'm a, I'm a baseball player. I'm very superstitious. I mean, I, uh, I do the same thing every time I get in the box every time. So I think, uh, I think it's time to, uh, you know, reverse that sacrifice somebody chop their heads off or fire them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Behead them. Release them from their contract. Yeah. One yeah. or the other. <laughs> like, One or the other. Either way. <laughs> but also, you know, um, Doug, uh, bye-bye. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good with Doug being gone. Really? Yeah. I, Who would you want to hire as a replacement? I'm done. I don't care. Deuce Daly? Sure. Deuce? I knew you were going to say Deuce. Yeah. I love, dude, I love Deuce. Is I he love ready? Deuce until, until he starts sucking. And then until like, he starts. Yeah. It's the same thing with Doug Peterson. <laughs> it's almost like I like when people do things right. And when they start doing things wrong, I don't like them anymore. Yeah, I know. It's, like it's, if I like at work, if I just one day decided to just stop doing my job correctly, like <laughs> who would argue for me? Who would argue for me to, you know, not be fired? If one day I was just like, I'm, I, I, I'm no longer doing this correctly. Jimmy Heaters, bro. The company. Jimmy Heaters would, would, uh, would, would, Jimmy he'd Heaters would stand up for me. Yeah, he'd advocate for you. That's kidding. He'd be like, fuck that kid. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I trained that kid. Either, All right. Final question before we sign off. Okay. Jalen Hurts, yes or just real quick. Yeah, yes or no. Do, do we see him? <sighs> I think we should have seen him in the fourth quarter. 
That's not uh, – well, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I think he should just have the whole fourth quarter, just playground, playground style, you know, just let him throw the ball a couple times. Um, see, because I've only ever seen him throw the ball like three times. <laughs> and there was that whole rumor going around like, oh, he's going to get, he's gonna get significant, significant, significantly more snaps this game. That didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen in the slightest. So, um, I'm just so – it's just not a yes or no question for me. I'm so hesitant to say, yeah, give him a game because Carson Wentz is my man. Yeah. Um, I love Carson, but he is really – you know, he's making me ask questions. Yeah. Is, you know, is fatherhood getting in the way? Do we need to Do we need to make the wife and child disappear in order to return to prominence? I don't know. No. We know a couple made guys that could probably make that happen. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> you can totally cut that. I just wanted to say that. It's going in the <laughs> micro content, but not in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah. All right. So the Eagles have clearly broken us down to our core. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, you know empty inside and we hope you are too philadelphia good night <laughs> good night philadelphia all right yeah uh, that's great make sure i mean obviously oh dude we got new instagram shit or new handles oh great you, you go ahead and do that yeah yeah instagram is at wolves of broad street uh twitter is at wolves of broad street finally they're the same well, they're the same handle now. Let's fall lowercase. It's brilliant. So make sure to hit us up there. Uh, we know we don't. We, we didn't have any OTAs this week, but that's mostly because all of my Eagles fans friends uh, knew to leave me alone after that loss. Yeah. So uh, we had we, we we even broke we even broke Bob. I think. Yeah, yeah. Bob won't even talk to us anymore. So. I know. <laughs> so yeah, send him in. We love hearing from you guys. We hope you enjoyed this slightly different episode where we just kind of lamented over the birds. Sam, anything else for you to add before we sign off? No, nah, just make sure you guys uh, check out the micro content and uh, you know, like us on Instagram and Twitter at Wolves of Broad Street at Wolves of Broad Street at Wolves of Broad Street. Perfect. That's 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 the best. And uh, shout out to Alex Conway for all the social media stuff, and a very special shout out to my sister who is across the wall over here. It's her birthday today. Yo. Big two zero. Yeah, big two zero. Wild. That's weird, dude. I don't like that. 20 years old. 20? It's weird. Yeah, she's 20. She's 20. Yep, but that's it. That's it. Seamus G, close us down.